Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Episode 93, Hebrew Congregation of Houston. It's good to be in the house again. How's everybody doing? Very good. well. Very good. well. I pray and hope everybody has had a good Passover. Today is our last day. Uh, 6.30 p.m. is the uh, time that Passover will end today. We welcome you all. Let me see. I have some more people coming in. And so... Uh, this has been a little rough Passover for me, but it's been very enlightening. And I'm sure that if you fast, if you've done what you're supposed to do, it's never about other people. It's about you. It's about your intimate relationship with Yahweh. It's about him showing you some things. It's about some breakthroughs that have come through for you because your exodus is what? It's exodus out of certain things that's going on in your life. It's exodus out of certain mentalities that you have in your head. It's exodus out of depression. It's exodus out of all that disease. You're exiting out of a whole lot of different things. And so I know that I've experienced some great things this Passover. And so we thank Yahweh for another opportunity to serve him. And we thank him for another day. Um, I'm going to play a quick song and then we're going to go into our lesson. Uh, go ahead. You can send me your email addresses. We thank you for tuning in. We're here every Saturday. We want you to share our episodes. We want you to keep our feast days. These are our days that we need to keep. If you want to change some things in your life, you got to do what? Do something different, right? And so that's what we're here to teach you. And so let me go ahead and play a quick song. It's called Toda, and Toda means thank you. We give Yahweh our praise. Giving him thanks. Y'all can hear? Yes. Yeah. 
What you know about that? Toda, yeah. Hey. We lift our hands. Toda. Toda, hey. It's a sacrifice, our prayer. get crunk you have to get crunk for your way yes yes you have to push through some things welcome back like i said the hebrew congregation our last day of Pesach, our last day of passover we made it god has uncovered some things god has blessed you god has shown you yourself god has shown you other people and that's just a joy it's just joy in my spirit i know there's been some breakthroughs up in here so our parashah last week, I had given you our parashah, our new parashah. And so there was about uh, four or five scriptures uh, that we were going through last week that the rabbi had given you. But our new parashah is Leviticus 16 through 18 up to the 30 verse. So the new parashah, and you want to read this every week. So we're on one accord is Leviticus 16th chapter through the 18th chapter up to the 30th verse. And so we're going to go ahead and... Um, we're going to give it over to Rabbi Avshalom. Uh, he has a lot of information to give us. We want to head and get our food, our the word of God. 
he has been diligent here. He has been on every week. He has shaken some things up. As you see, we, we got some comments last week. That's fine. We welcome you all. You can come on, send me your email address. I, I don't, we don't care what you, you serving, who you serving, what religion you are. You are welcome here. You are welcome here to ask questions. You are welcome here to have a challenging conversation and everything is out of love. And so uh, you're welcome. Just send me your email address, share our episodes. If you have some questions on some things and you want some clarity, come on, we're welcome to talk about it. And so Rabbi Afshalom, uh, we love you. We love your wife. We love everyone that's tuned on, the brothers and sisters and ministers. And you have the screen. Thank you so much. Shabbat Shalom, everyone, and Pesach Sameach, Chaj, Pesach Sameach for some of you. Um, uh, thank you for being here again to share with you um, in this our walk toward our Father. And uh, I just want to uh, welcome you all, welcome your comments and your suggestions. Now, as we're doing these as we're sharing the, the Torah or the scripture, um, as you know, I'm, I'm very open to discuss the, the Breed Hadashah or the Renewed Covenant or the Tanakh, which is the, as you call it, the Old Testament, or if you just want to stay with the Torah, which is ac actually a book of Exodus through Deuteronomy. And if you want to get into some foundations, we can do better sheet which is the book of Genesis, but we're open, right? We're open. I, um, many of you know, if you don't know anything about my background, I was um, a pastor in, in the walk of Christianity for several years. And my, my, uh, my Isha, Akoda uh, Lisa was with me during this journey. And you understand that we, found some issues and of course my background was first of all from the israelite community and then i went into christianity at an as an adult okay um, so i already the door was already open to me for the walk uh, in torah i just got away from it and i returned home so i'm home now uh, with preferably with a greater understanding and I will, you know, I, uh, I'm able to come and to speak with you on a Christian level, right, with the understanding. And I would, I would say that if, if you would walk with us on this journey and go back and, and start looking at the foundation, as we do on an annual basis through the, the Torah or the, the first five, I should say the Pentateuch, first five books that we do. And then we also, again, we do the, the New Testament or the Brit Hadishah as well. So that you can have an understanding and to understand that we are not against whatever walk you've chosen, wherever you found yourself in, in this path to the creator, our father, Avino, we call him, uh, we call him father. Avino Shabbat Shammahin, our father is in heaven. We stay away from using his the tetragrammation um, in the public forum, in your private prayers or in prayer, it's, you know, for me, it's, it's acceptable. And for many of the rabbis, it's acceptable. For the sages, many of the sages, it's acceptable. 
But when you get into the Jewish community, it is highly frowned upon. Okay. But I'm not particularly a Jew. I'm an Israelite. But you can call me a Jew if you want to. But I am an Israelite. I stick to the premise of Israel. And that's nothing wrong with that if you call yourself a Jew. I, you, again, I, I answer to uh, Jew. You can call me a Jew if you want to. That's fine. Because in the, when you get down to the very foundation of it, we're all striving to walk by the Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu of, of blessed memory. Again, in, in different camps, we have different camps. And I, again, because of the Torah, because I don't, uh, I know that we're all trying to find our way. And I don't care where you come from. I don't know how long, I don't care how long your family has been in the path where we're still, all of us as human beings are still trying to find our father. We're trying to find the, the creator. Amen. And so I don't fight against anyone that calls himself a Christian, messianics or Orthodox Jew, Hasidic Jew, uh, Yemenite Jew, Moroccan Jews, you know, if you are maturing and growing toward the Father, you understand that depending on where you come from and where you are, your walk is different. Halakhali, okay, customarily in our customs, in our walk, each community is responsible. The leadership of every community is responsible for halakha. In other words, things that you're going to do, your customs in your community. So our communities are, are flexible. There's flexibility in our communities and the way that we do the walk. As long as what you're doing does not go against the foundation of the Torah. Now, let me tell you about it. Let me say this about Torah. Torah is not the legends that we read about. The legends meaning the parting of the sea and the seeing of the, the rising up of the, the prophets going into heaven and things of that nature. That's not Torah. Those are what we call the legends. The Torah are the 613 commandments that we live by, that we've been called to live by, by our, by our father, giving to us through Moshe Rabbeinu of Blessed Memory. Even Yeshua Amshir ben David, if you call him your Messiah, he obeyed the Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu, of blessed memory, okay? So if you're not obeying the, the, the walk of Torah through, Rabbeinu, uh, through Moshe Rabbeinu, of blessed memory, if you are detracting from it, then you're not in the, in the way, right? Again, if, you, if you're following Torah, if you're in a, a community, a different community, if you're in the Messianic community, you, we have ways of doing things in the Messianic community. If you're in the Orthodox community, there are different ways of doing things. But the, the root or the foundation is the Torah, the commandments. If you're in a messianic com community and you're adhering to the 613 commandments, keeping the Torah, keeping the feast, uh, you know, uh, understanding what missing the mark really is, all right? If you're adhering to these things, there should be no argument, all right, as far as you know, uh, who is a child of Israel, who is a Jew. All these things are dispelled through the Torah, okay? You can't do that through the New Testament because it does not give you the foundation. It gives you letters that were written by men at that time and in that age. But they, if you want to get into who you are and how to walk the walk, 
you're going to have to go back to the Torah. Because remember, during that time of the first century, they all taught from the Torah. It was only after the Catholic Church got involved that they began to do this separation from the Torah and start saying that you should worship Jesus and his mother, Mary. You know, you worship Jesus through Mary, right? So they started to make this, this division. And, and then, of course, you have the, the, the ones who, uh, who began to, what we call them, protest the Catholic Church because of the <laughs> that was entered in. Uh, they distorted the, the, the scripture. So you have to be aware of that, all right? And, and we have to combat that the distortions, all right? So we understand that we are not to worship. Now, I'm going to say this, and I may ruffle some feathers. We are not called, and Yeshua never told his disciples to worship him, all right? It's okay to say I love, but, you know, when you start worshiping him as God, now you're getting into something else that is not Torah-based, Okay. Because when you study the scripture, if you go back to this, when you go, if you follow this walk that we're walking, and we go through the scripture, he's going to tell you who his son is in the name of his son. But he's never going to tell you to worship the son. The son says, my father. He always directs us to the father. He says, worship the father. When the angels come in and the prophets were talking to angels, they always said, don't worship me, but worship the father. Yeshua said, you shall worship the father. You shall pray to the father in my name. He always directed his disciples to the Father. He always gave the power and authority to the Father. He says everything he did, he did in the name of the Father, according to what the Father said. I want you to understand, it's important that you understand that during this Passover season, right? During this time, it's under, you have to understand that. If you're lifting up Jesus to worship him, and, you, and it's verified in the scripture, you are in error and you are following the doctrine of the catholic church which again changed everything from keeping the sabbath to going to the first day of the week from the seventh day to the first day of the week they took you away from passover and gave you easter right so this this past week they you know the week before they gave us good friday you know but actually you were supposed to be doing passover right doing the Passover meal and remembering those things. So they change and distorted things. They, and, 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 and so we have to combat those things with the truth, with the truth, okay? Not with traditions, not with customs, but with the truth. So when we come with you, we're going to come with the Torah and the Torah. It's okay to accept Yeshua as Messiah. That's fine. I don't have a problem. There's no problem with that. There's no problem with that, okay? If you recognize him as Messiah. But remember, he has, he came for a reason. If you, if you follow the way, he came for a reason to direct you back to the Father. Because Israel, during his time, was already scattered in many parts of the earth. We were already in Africa, on the continent of Africa. We were already in some parts of Europe. We were already in, in India and in, in, in Japan. We were already scattered, Babylon, right? 
And so he came looking for the children of Israel, the, the lost children of Israel. And not just when you say lost, I mean the scattered children of Israel. He was already looking for us. He came to, to gather us back in, to bring us back to the Torah, not to worship him, but to come back to the Father because we strayed away already. And he was preparing us for what was about to happen in that the temple was going to be destroyed and then we would enter into a greater captivity, a greater scattering all over the world. Okay, because the scripture, remember, scripture has to be fulfilled. So the scattering of Israel into the nations had not happened completely all over in the United States, South America, North America, and Greenland, and all these places. We had to be scattered. So this had to happen. This had to happen. And so here we are today at Passover. We're trying to call the children of Israel back to the Torah, call the Jews, the children that call themselves Jews back. Well, I don't have to worry about that. They are already there, you see. But it's us, the children of Israel, us, the children of Israel, that are so fighting against what we don't even know and understand. And we don't know and understand because we have not gone back to the root, to the, to the standard, to the stone, to the stone, all right? So remember this also. The devil, the adversary, knows Messiah. The, the adversary knows Messiah. So you can know him and know his name. Doesn't mean, and we've been taught that, and I taught it myself for a while until I had to repent that all you had to do is know the name and call on the name of Jesus and you're saved. There's more to it than that. There's more to it than that. Because the scripture, if you follow the Torah all the way through, it says repentance. Return to Torah. When you miss the mark, go back to the Torah. Okay. Acceptance of the truth of the Torah and walking in that way. When Yeshua came, he said, it's the Torah, I did not come to destroy, all right? But to do to walk in incompleteness, to show you the example, to give you the example of what it is. Rabbi, you've muted yourself. Rabbi, you're muted. Let me ask to unmute. Rabbi, you're muted. Okay, I'm good now. Okay, you're right. good now. Yeah. So, so um, let me go ahead and let me stop right there and get into the to the the parish. This parish this week is, is Leviticus and the Book of Holiness. I, I, for some reason, I, I had to 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 say that because there again during this season, people have, have the misunderstanding of who Yeshua is and how we're to worship, and 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 who who we're to worship. So now it's been on my heart to I, it was on my heart to say that to get that out so that you understand it. Um, Again, I'm not telling you to give, to move away from the Messiah who you believe. I'm telling you to, to take him in the correct context, worship him in the correct context, in the, in the right way, okay? That, that's, that's all I'm doing. I'm, you know, so I'm not against that. Because remember also, as I'm moving in, that you all know about what's in the news, that during this time we have Ramadan, we had the Christians having Easter, and then, of course, we have the Israelites who are, and the Jews who are keeping Passover. I shouldn't say separate the Israelites and the Jews because we're all the same people. I, I, I'm going to stop doing that. Sometimes I'm going to use the same term Jew and sometimes I'm going to say Israel, but I'm talking about the same people, all right? 
let's just let's just clear that up. I may say Israel, I might say Jew, we're the same people. Hey, hey right. Rabbi, I got a quick question. Okay. I was uh, witnessing to some friends this past week. We invited them over for Passover and uh, we got a chance to just talk to them. And uh, they're Christians. And so one question that they had is, uh, and I know this is a question that a lot of Christians have, which is why I wanted to ask it, is uh, they asked, well, do you believe that you have to confess the name of Jesus in order to be saved and go to heaven? And I wanted to get your take on that and how you would respond to that. You know what it says to be saved? It says be circumcised and immersion. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? That means you're accepting the Torah and, the, and its walk. You're entering into the contract agreement, all right? That's your salvation. If you do that, okay? Now, in Christian world, they want you to say you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and all this stuff. That's not required, not to get into the contract agreement, all right? Because if you study the Torah and if you walk by the Torah, you're in Christ. You're in Messiah, if you're in Torah. Remember what I said earlier, that the devils know his name. That doesn't mean they're saved because they call his name, all right? The deal is, your heart has, you have to, there are three, there are, these are the things that are required. Repentance, right? Confess with your mouth, your sins. That's what it's talking about. Confessing your sins and repenting of your sins. For the men, it is circumcision, break me law. And for all of us, it is immersion, right? Doing the mikvah. And then when you, when you come out of the mikvah, and you can do it yourself, or you can do it with a layman. It could be anyone that is a believer that is walking in Torah. You can do that. And then begin to walk in the Torah. All right? That is keeping the feast, keeping the Sabbath day. Uh, again, the, the, it, in, it involves biblical, uh, it involves uh, a kashrut law. There are things that are involved in it. The teaching, following the teaching of Torah. And, and again, when we go through the different parishes, it tells us how to do it, right? How to live the life. Well, there's a certain way we are to live. That's when you're in the salvation. That's when you're in Christ. See, see, it doesn't tell you that in in the in the. So in, lay, in in layman terms, Rabbi. So mm -hmm. I guess that's part of it. What Minister Griff said. So you have to repent. That's that Romans ten nine and ten. Um, yeah. Be circumcised as a male. And then as a female, everybody hearts heart need to be circumcised, which is getting into the Torah and following the commandments, the contract agreement, and be baptized. So in layman turn, is, is that what the three requirements are? Right. So that's, that's it. Repentance, right? From dead works, right? For the men, circumcision of the flesh and of the heart. I have to add that too, because, you, yeah, you remind me that that is too. And then the immersion. You do the immersion, right? All of that requires you to be in, begin to do the walk because now you're into, you're saying that I want to enter into, you're saying all that the Lord has said, that's what I'm going to do. You are now at Mount Sinai. This yeah. is it. Those that are with us but, today. But Rabbi, yes. I disagree. Okay, that's fine. You can. And, <laughs> I know. I think that every, I, I mean, Jesus is who he says he is and he either, either well, is true or not. Fair. And you have, you know, uh, you know, 
um, yeah, he didn't he didn't come to destroy the law, but he was the only one that perfectly fulfilled the law. And so we enter. He said, "I am the truth, the way, and the life." I mean, I, you know, there's literally you can't do enough to be saved. I don't think. But, but anyway, I'll listen. No, that's fine because that's what you believe, and that's where you are. Okay, min Minister Jerry, dismute. Uh, what don't you agree with? Well, with the three things. So I, I'm not clear what you don't agree with. Let's have a conversation about it. Before, 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 Jerry, before you go, we can I, can I just interject and give a little, um, a little, a little proof of what Christians usually say that would be a counterexample. You might have to do that real quick, Jerry. So uh, a lot of Christians point to the cross and they say, well, what about Carabas? He, he didn't, he uh, confessed on the cross when they were, when the three were being crucified, he didn't get a chance to have immersion. He probably was, we would think that he was uh, circumcised because he was a Jew, but he didn't have a chance for immersion. And so a lot of Christians look to that and they say, well, that is the reason we know that it's only the confession of, of Yeshua that saves you. What do you think about that, Rabbi? <laughs> Those men that are on the cross, and he said, this day you'll be in, par in paradise. What's this saying? Does the, was the man a Jew? I would, I would imagine so. Then he followed the law, but he broke the law. Mm -hmm. He broke the law. So he was on the cross. Mm -hmm. Did he repent on the cross? Well, the one when he confessed Yeshua, I'm not sure if we would consider that repentance or not. He said, this man has done nothing. One of them said, this man has done nothing wrong, mm -hmm. right? We deserve, the man said, we deserve what we're getting. Yeah. He said he accepted his, what? That he was wrong. Yeah, his retribution. So he said, and, and Yeshua says to him, according to the legend, Yeshua says to him, because what? Of his, it was because he confessed that he said he was wrong. Mm -hmm. That yeah, because you you have repented. Actually, the man was repenting on the cross. Yeah. Actually, when you read it, he was repenting. So you can repent on your deathbed. But he also placed his faith in Jesus. So there's a there's a second component to that. He didn't just confess. He mm -hmm. he, he said, okay, when you come into your kingdom, and so it, it, you know, it's, it's Jesus is the only way. Period. So he is who he says he is. And there's only that's, that's the only you way you're gonna get there. In fact, when you talk, when you look at Jesus, said, "Hey, listen, you know, you believe that you have, you know, you you believe you have salvation through Moses." He said, "Moses spoke of me. Moses wrote of me." So that's what he was saying. Anyway, I'm done. Hey, hey, Jerry, Jerry, I would ask to that though. You know, uh, if Yeshua, we we do believe that. I do believe that Yeshua is the only way, and the Spirit has always operated in the in the earth. But let me ask this question. How did Abraham have salvation if it was before Yeshua, if he wasn't able to confess, if it's all about the confession of the name of Yeshua in that very legalistic way, then he how said, did our forefathers? He uh, said, Jesus told him, he said, you say Abraham your is your father. He said, Abraham saw my day. So I believe God took Abraham into the future and he was pointing toward Jesus. And that's what I, you know, so therefore he, he, he was looking forward to the Messiah Jesus is the Messiah, 
So that's why Abraham was saying it wasn't because it, 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 you know, it wasn't simply because Abraham was a righteous man. He said, no flesh can enter can glory in heaven. No flesh. So there's literally nothing you can, I mean, you're supposed to repent, like the rabbi says. You're supposed to, you were supposed to walk holy. God calls us to be holy. He does. And that's following the commandments and everything. But literally, you okay, let me ask you a question. Can you compete with Jesus in terms of your righteousness and getting to heaven? And the answer is no. no. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a question of 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 of, of trying to be like you know to compete with Jesus. That's not what it's about. It never has well, been. It never well, has been. But be, to remember, me, that's what it is. Also, Enoch taught eternal life. Enoch. Okay. And and not only that, not only that. Methuselah taught and Lemek taught eternal life. And the okay. people that believed on him were entered into the contract agreement and were, as, as you say in Christianity, they were saved. So eternal life has been preached in the earth from the foundation. And because it, it, it was it was looked that they were looking forward. We're looking backwards, but they're looking forward. So but, we're looking but, backward. But, if you're looking backward, if you go on, if you go to church tomorrow, Sunday church tomorrow, it'll be filled with Christians who are going against the Torah that was set up in the foundation of the earth. And they're calling on a name and ca calling on a man, Jesus, and saying, he is God. He is our God. That well, I got to go with that. That was never, I preached, go with, the, that was never preached. That's not, never taught. Even Yeshua never but, taught that. When, G, when, when God said, my light, he said, he's an angel of my face. He was listen, talking about Jesus. Listen, and also, he's talking about you. He's talking about you. No, he's, he's talking, talking about, about you. As, hey, listen, at, listen at this. Listen, now quiet. you have to listen now. Listen, listen what I'm going to show you. This is very, he says, in the, in the, and we read this, we do this all the time. That's why we can't, I don't try to convince people. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I'm just going to show you what, I'm going to show you what the scripture says. It says, do you know my son? And what is his name? And do you know the scripture says? He says, Israel is my first son, is my son, even my firstborn son. Mm -hmm. Israel. Scriptures that, always if, have. If you're an Israelite, if you are going toward God, you are a part of his family. You are his son, yeah. his child. Well, and he yeah. loves you. And yeah. you, if you accept the spirit of God and it guides you, says, those that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And if you have That's the spirit in, in you, exactly. you are anointed. If you are anointed, yeah. that means you are Mashiach. Right. He, that but means you're a son of God. Begotten. We're talking about begotten. God, you're going to obey. If you are a son of God, you will obey the Torah. If you are worshiping on Sunday, the first day of the week, if you are doing Easter, if you're doing the, if you're doing Christmas, you are not operating in the contract agreement. You are not a son of the Father. I don't care how well, many times you call on Jesus as your God. You are you are worshiping uh, Samaripus, the son of Samaripus. You are following the Queen of Heaven. That's the fact. That's okay, but the arg the argument isn't against. If you call uh, Sunday or Monday, I use a, use those words. Those were Greek gods. The days were named after Greek gods. So, I mean, if you go by that. But that's so not worship. That. That's not worship, though, Jerry. That's just that's just words used to well, describe the day saying, of the week. Right. But, but I'm but, not but, saying but, you but, should but do Jerry, Easter. 
here's the point, and I'm going to say this, and I will never give this up because this is the foundation of who you are. If you're in Christ, you go to heaven. If you're not, you don't. And I'll be done. But okay, so Jerry, so that's, so that's, well, hey, that, that's it. Then, as I say, you know, so so I, I don't I don't think we're far off though, Jerry, because you're because if you go back to the Old Testament, these folks, okay, they were in Christ, but they hadn't saw Christ. They didn't confess Christ. And so when we say the only way to heaven is to confess Christ, we look at even the Israelites, we see that's not true. They didn't confess Christ. Now, if you want to say they were in Christ, that the spirit of Christ, that the spirit that operated in Christ also operated in them and they saw uh, the day of Christ, I think that might be fair, uh, but they didn't confess Christ. Um, as we're saying right now, you must do in order to get to heaven. Right. And so truly, whoever is operating in the spirit of Christ, which is the spirit of Torah, because <laughs> he is the word made flesh. So you're operating in the spirit of Christ. That's okay, what do you Right. OK. Do you believe that the Bible says all power is given them to Jesus on earth and in heaven? All authority. Is that true or not? I, I personally believe that that uh, all power and authority is given to, to the firstborn. Okay, no, I'm talking Israel about Jesus. Is a different himself. people than the rest of the creation? Do you believe that yes. Israel is separate from the rest of creation? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so all power is given to Israel. No. In all the earth, power is yes, given it is. to his son. It is. He, well, gave, he said they are unique in him. He right. gave the power right. to control the earth, to rule the earth to Israel, the children of Israel. Yeah. Well, we well, have the authority first, in the earth. He, he first gave that to Adam to man in general so that was a general man in general right. and it never changed okay it has never changed that has no never but changed. we're talking earth and heaven i'm not talking about just earth now i'm hey, talking about earth and heaven do you and know the jesus prophet? said you're seated you with prophet? me in heavenly places well, remember the prophet the prophet prayed and it stopped raining he prayed again and it started to yes. rain. what kind of authority he, is that in heaven because he had heaven? a no he had a measure of the holy spirit operating in him but it said jesus was giving it without limit period that's it. That's the difference. That's yes. because of the cop that of the Catholic teaching. <laughs> okay. To get well, you focused on the that. man instead of the God. No, do well, you understand? Well, what about, do you understand that Ezekiel went up into the heavens? Do you understand that they, they went on the chariot, the Merkava? They talk about yeah. all these spiritual things that these men did yeah. in the earth. How do yes. you think they went up into the into the heavens and saw the stars and counted the constellations and can God tell you them. we still use them today because God they were operating them. in the spiritual realm and the natural realm. Because God gave them that information. He gave it to you too. Exactly. If you can but, accept it. Yeah, but everything goes through his son. You are his son. <laughs> I am his You are his son. Understand I'm about, you are I'm his talking son. about you can't believe that. Are you denying your power? Except the fact that you are no, a son of no, God. I'm not. No, I'm not. Denying yes, your power. I am. Oh, my goodness, Lord. Have <laughs> yes, I, no, 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 no. He's not his son. No. Lord, Listen have mercy on my brother. Listen to me. Listen <laughs> to me. I, I am his son. I am then, a child of God. Then walk in it. I, yeah, I am, but I still then say. You're in, then you're in Mashiach. You're in Christ. And so okay, are well, all the Jews who walk in Torah. All of those who are even the Muslims that accept and walk in the Torah, the, the no. commandments of God, they are the no. sons of God. To as many as receive them, the, 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 the Lord gave you the power, power to become, become the, the sons. sons. 
Yes. I can. Yes, I I believe that. But you're not going to tell me, but that the Muslims or uh, uh, are the same as Christians from God's perspective. Other than he loves them, he didn't just just say that. All right. Well, uh, well. Okay. You, you could, you know, until tell they me. accept the contract agreement and walk in the door. No, they, they gotta believe in his son. But For I sure. just don't see. How, but that's not eternal, Jerry. That, 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 what? that that's, a, that's a very temporal uh, gospel you that you're what? preaching. It's, it's not eternal. No, it, it was from the foundation. He said he was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Why was that? Redemption was already set in place before man was ever created, because God knew. And that was through his son. So you answered right, the question. I'm done. Right I got to go to work. I got to go to work. You answered the question right there. You just answered your own question right there. Focus well, I just, my, yeah, but it's, but it's because of his son, Jesus, Yeshua. All right, I got to go. <laughs> that kind of okay. Grown, Rabbi, yeah, yeah. Rabbi I, I wanted to touch on, um, there was, the first thing that came to me was about the immersion. And it was, you know, if we think about it, and I, when you started to suddenly say that, and it's like, but there are some people who weren't immersed, I started to think of the fact that it was no coincidence that Yachanan the Immerser or John the Baptist, as others would know him, came first. And he said, he said that he was the one in the wilderness preparing the way for, for Yahusha to do his mm-hmm. thing. So we know that Yah, Yahusha came to save, you know, or, you know, and so, and, and so I think that in the same way where he says, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. And if you look at us, Yisrael in our name is his name. We are called by his name. It's kind of the same thing that happens with Yahusha, where in him, when he says there is no other name whereby which in heaven and earth men shall be saved, the confusion comes in with the technicalities. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> what happens is, He's also called by Yah's name. He's also mm-hmm. called by his name. And so in that name, it's literally saying Yah saves. You know, mm-hmm. it's saying Yah saves, which is what he came to do. He came, and that's why he would keep saying things like, I and my father am one. I do the things of my father because I do the will of my father. You know, this is why, you know, he was walking in righteousness. This is why he and his father is one. So when he would say the thing that he would say that, you know, a lot of times in Christendom, we kind of, you know, take it into a a different culture and we spin it because, you know, we're looking at it through the wrong lens. Um, It becomes confusing because we don't understand, I think, one thing, oneness, you know, because if you think about it in the beginning, when he says, for this cause shall a man leave his mother and his father and, you know, cleave to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. They don't become one human being, <laughs> you know, but they walk together as one. And so it goes back to that same situation where because he did all the things that his father who sent him to do those things did, that's what made him one. There's no and separation. I started to think of that confusion when I thought of this song that I used to love, but still be perplexed by from Susie Winans where she says, you know, and of course I'm not licensed or anything like that, you know, it's not my song, but mm-hmm. um, where she says one and the same, because that is the heart a lot of times of the confusion with Christianity. I can't give him justice, the holy one from heaven, the holy God from heaven is the same humble lamb who came and bore my shame. And that's because of the whole Trinity concept where it's like, you know, they're all one, but that's that oneness is them working together. You know, the Ruach, you know, Yahusha and, and the one above, you know, the, the mighty one above. 
they're all working together. That's the oneness. Not that they are the, that Mashiach is the same exact, you know, being. And I think that's that's where all of this confusion starts and begins. And why, you know, when he says there is no other name by which that's that's the name of Yah, that strong tower the righteous run into and are saved. It's it's the same thing. But at first, it's like we literally have to, I think that's the reason why we pray before we open, you know, his word is so that we see it through the correct lens. You know, yes, you know, Paul talks about seeing it through a glass darkly, but it shouldn't be that dark. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there has to be some light. The Torah is supposed to literally be like shooting an arrow of light. So like even the term sin, when you say, you know, you said press towards the mark, when you say sin, literally that the term was, was a term of arrow shooting, which means to miss a mark. So when Paul talks about missing that mark, he's again referring to Torah. You know, he states that he can't even know what sin is if it's not for Torah. And so the definition of sin is found in that. And, but I feel like when I started to look at it through a different lens, when I started to see that, you know, you know, he said, he said, I am Yah and I change not. And this, you know, whatever I've stated, you know, it's, it's going to be forever. Or he keeps saying, my children shall follow this for all eternity. And so that's the way it has to be. It's either, you know, he says, let him be true and every other man be a liar. So it's either he meant what he said in the beginning or he did it. And if he meant what he said in the beginning, then everything else has to add up to it. So therefore, if something looks like it's disconnecting, it's either we're reading it incorrectly or it's not the truth. I think that's all. <laughs> Very good. Hey, I have a question. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In, in the beginning, when God dealt with Adam and Eve, uh-huh. and he said, he, he promised that there was going to one come, there was one coming uh-huh. that you would bruise his heel, but he would crush the head. Who was uh-huh. he talking about? Who was he talking you? about? Talking about you. No, talking about his son, Yeshua. He talked about you. Okay, I, mean, well, I, was, I was listening to something the other day, and the man was saying he grew up in Mississippi back in the, in the 50s or 40s. And he said they would go down there on the poplar tree. They had this strange fruit. Strange fruit. Who was hanging on those? Who was that strange fruit? How many times have you had them? They have a picnic, and they go out and find a pick a nigga mm-hmm. to kill. You know? They were killing us. They're bruising out here. And at the end, we're going to win because we are his child, his son. We are Israel. Right? So we, we've been focused. The, the Catholic Church did a great disservice to us because they took the focus off the children of Israel and focused on one man and made him a white God and called all the children of Israel to worship him as their God. So everything that we do is evil and everything that the white man does is right. He, he destroyed your mind, got you so messed up that you, you're so conditioned, the whole world conditioned like that. And Yeshua came to set you free from that and to empower you so that you wouldn't get caught up in that. But the Catholic Church weaponized the word of God, focuses on a white man, Cesar de Vargio, a white man, a model that they used, who was a, my goodness, Lord have mercy. And he got you so messed up, you can't even get out of it. You can't even, he, he, he put the, they put that glass between you, put the word before you, and now they took the glass out, and you still reject the food that's going to deliver you from the evils of the world, and you still in fight against it 
every day and you see the truth, we tell you the truth and you still fight against it. You are caught up in the delusion of the Catholic church and your eyes are not gonna be open until you reject that teaching, accept the Torah of Yeshua HaMashiach Ben David. And listen what I said, the Torah of Yeshua HaMashiach Ben David in its truth, you're not, it says, because the anointing will destroy the yoke of the Catholic church. The anointing will destroy that yoke. And until you accept that you are a child of the Most High and that it is talking, it was talking about you from the foundation of the earth, you are never going to get it. And I can't help you. And nobody can help you. Only you can help yourself because the power has been given to you to accept it and walk in. And once you let that spark of life, the zoom zoom that we talk about, once you allow that spark of life to enter in with that truth, you will see that you are indeed his child, anointed to walk in the earth, to save the earth through the teaching of the Torah. Listen, you are empowered as a Mashiach, a son of the most high God, to go out through the world, Israel, to give them the light of the Torah, right? As from the foundation of the world, you were called to do. He said, I separated Israel from the rest of the world. Great. Israel, my son, my first son, you are Israel. You are my first son, even my first begotten son. He's not talking about just one man. He's talking about you, my brother, and my sisters, who will return to the Torah, accept the anointing, of Yeshua HaMashiach Ben David, the anointing of Yah in your life. Allow it to let, so that you're led by the spirit of God. Then you'll be known as a son of God. Overcoming the world, the flesh and the devil. Understanding what is actually going on in the world. You won't get caught up in the politics of the world and the foolishness of the world. You'll be, you'll be delivered. This season is a, deliver, is, a, is a season of deliverance out of the world system. We are telling you now that you can come out of the world system, become mm -hmm. Israel, a son of the most high God, operating in the anointing of God, free. First in your mind and in your spirit, and then in your body. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I, this thing is, is so dear to me because I see it. It's like Harriet Tubman said, I would have freed a whole lot more if they'd have known they were slaves. Man. You hear me? I would have saved that many more if they had known they were slaves. I would have, I would save as many Israelites as I can if they knew they were Israel. They would come back to Torah and be free. While we wait on, on uh, Eliyahu Hanavi to come and, and to, to bring our, our hearts back to each other, back to the, our father and mother, who is our father's God. Israel is our mother. Bring us back home. Be reconciled. So that we, so he can prepare the way for Yeshua Mashiach, our Mashiach to come into the land and deliver us into the land. So we don't have to worry about the Gaza Strip being fired upon from the Gaza Strip and, and going to the Temple Mount and where they believe that Elijah was raised up into the heaven. Listen at the, listen at the legend. Is that on Temple Mount, Elijah, Muhammad, went up into heaven in a chariot. Doesn't that sound familiar to you? That's why we call them the legends and say, come back to the Torah so you don't have to depend up on legend. It says Jesus rose from the dead on the third day. He's talking about you who in the 3,000 years, after 3,000 years, you'll be raised up out of the death. You, you're being revived now if you accept that. 
but you can't accept it because the Catholic Church got you blinded and conditioned not to understand that this is the 2000 years. This is the revival. This is the, the first resurrection. And then he'll come in the 3000 and raise us back into the land, into the place. He's talking about getting to heaven. He's talking about creating it on earth in Israel so that you can rule. So you can be the light of the world from out of Israel who are called Israel. This is the truth of the gospel. You can reject it or you can accept it. Hey, hey Rabbi, can I can I ask a quick question to add on to this? Yes. Um, so I'm gonna go to Romans nine here, and because I'm thinking about we are we are Israelites and we have that power that rests within us, but um, it seems to me that Yeshua also invited Gentiles, whoever else, into the covenant. And I just wanted to read from Romans nine and uh, just get your take on this real quick. So I'm just read uh, Romans nine one through uh, eight. I'm speaking the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from, from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belongs the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ who is God over all, blessed forever, amen. But it is not as though the word of God has failed, for that all who descended from Israel belong to Israel, and that all are children of Abraham because they are his offspring. But though Isaac, but through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. Mm -hmm. So with that said, uh, is what Paul's saying there that, while we may be Israelites, is truly the circumcision of the heart, or is truly those who've come in faith, not just from Israel, but also from the nations, those are the true Israel because they have accepted the spirit of Christ and they have either been adopted into the family or they have fulfilled who they are in the family and have taken on that power. Is that what's being said there? You know what? Remember what I said earlier? I said that even the Muslims, uh -huh. right, that, that take on Torah, Mm -hmm. that's right so anybody from anywhere in the world and he said those that are with us and uh, it scripture talks about the the strangers the sojourners and those that are, are, are sojourning amongst you that's what it's talking about the other nations see israel here's the key israel is to go out and be a light to the nations to bring them in and once they accept the torah again they must accept and walk by torah Mm -hmm. then they are included in right that's 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 the whole thing and never he has never changed that that is never brother what you just read there has never changed mm -hmm. never changed and it will not change it's the eternal gospel that's the gospel <laughs> everything uh -huh. that you, you know said it's been hitting right in there it's it's there yeah it's for the taking and you know, Rabbi, with that, um, when you were talking about the, the Catholic Church, that whole Greco-Roman thing, even when you look at history with, with Greece, Rome, it has always been about getting back to Olympus. Mm -hmm. So when the whole uh, fusion that happened once they came into Torah and everything, they knew that their group of people was not going to accept Torah face value. So what they did was, was syncretism. Mm -hmm. And they fused the two together. 
which is how we got Easter, how we got Christmas, how we got this idea that we going up up there when he didn't already said that he's bringing it down here. Yeah, the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom yeah. is at hand. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then, and, then, and then that documentary, Reclaiming the Throne, it talks about that, exactly what the, what the Catholic Church did. Mm -hmm. that, that's a booger. That, that Catholic Church yeah. is a booger. I've, I've been very quiet listening to everyone because that's why I cried out last week. That this is, and to hear the discussion going on means he's working. Because mm -hmm. if you're talking about it, you're getting it out, that means what? Yahweh is working. He's yeah. circumcising some people's hearts. And Can't change so, what you don't acknowledge. When he starts circumcising it, things start coming out. Yeah. And so then we know what to pray for. And we know what. So once I went down and once I released that, I can be quiet now. I've done. I prayed for the nation and God is doing it. He's not just doing it with, with the ones on the screen. He's 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 the word has gone out. The prayer has already gone out. I've, I've been getting messages. I've been getting attacks. And that and it, and it lets me know that you're listening. He's circumcising your heart. The seed is planted. It's already planted. Or you wouldn't be questioning it. Or you wouldn't be trying to invite us on different shows. Or you, or you wouldn't be trying to say, you're a, a minister, I need your money. All this craziness has been going on this week. Mm. But it's glory. All that is is glory. The word has gone out. Are you going to accept it? Or are you going to reject it? God said there's no more lukewarm. He's, he's spewing people out rapidly. And that's why we're here to talk about it. We know it's challenging. It's challenging to be on a foundation that you were taught because you were made to be taught that and the, the, try to wipe it all away and start over again. I know. We know it's hard. We know. Because <laughs> we had to go through it too. Yeah. You think that they set you up the, the, so that you can have some salvation when they had you in bondage with, with chains around your neck? Think about it. They say, pray to your Jesus, because we're about to burn you. We're about to put you on the fruit. Those, that strange fruit hanging from the trees. The Stockholm Syndrome. We're about to make your mama, when she push you out, put you in line so we don't chop your foot off and we don't burn you, boy. And matter of fact, let's separate you. So y'all, because you know, we die for our children, us, us, us women, us, us Hebrew women. Come on now. We were set up for failure, but God, but Yahweh. Left the remnant. We have got to do something different. The nation is rising. Are you going to be a, a part of it? You'll be against it. You can question it. It's all right. But you're going to have to make a decision. The Stockholm syndrome is real. Master, master, that stuff is gone. Master, master, no. It's only one, a Yahweh, and I'm a chosen one. I am Israel. Israel don't, I don't have to be there for it to be in me. We are Israel. It's in us. We can't no devil in hell stop it. We have power. And if you don't believe you have it, you're not going to have it.
You must identify yourself. You must believe. You have to know who you are. The only way you're going to make your exodus, and I'm not talking about physically, and the circumcision is not physically. There's a spiritual warfare going on right now in your household, in your head, in your heart. Amen. It ain't got nothing to do with the white man. It got to do with you and the realization of who you are. And I think that's where the one of the big challenges is. And I think I've said this before, because most of us, when we've been taught and was raised up in the church, all those people we, we read about in the Exodus and throughout the book don't look like us mm. from what we was taught. I never thought that that was us. Mm -hmm. But I remember Ephesians 1.18, enlighten the eyes of your understanding. So you don't have to throw your uh, foundation, but you build up on it what you were taught and then you keep learning. Then your eyes gonna be illuminated and it'd be like, oh, wow, <laughs> for mm -hmm. real? Because it talks about that even in, in, the, in the documentary when so many, when they looked at the manifest on all of those slave ships, they had Hebrew names. Mm -hmm. Not African names, but Hebrew names. <laughs> yeah. There's stuff going off in my house. There's loud, loud noises right now. And I'm here by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all hear that? A big boom go off in my house? It's real. It is real. <laughs> Um, to add on to what you were just saying, though, uh, Brother Mike and Sister Easter, th this is something I always say to folks that are Christian. It's like, even, you know, regardless of anything else, what does it hurt? What does it hurt to take on the, to, to come back to the covenant and come back to Torah? You can still believe in, but what does it hurt to do what Yeshua, your Lord and Savior did? It doesn't right. hurt you at all. And, and, and the thing that Rabbi said to me that, that changed a, a, a huge part of my, um, just my worldview was, it's not that we have to do it, it's that we get to do it. Exactly. <laughs> That's true freedom. We now get to keep the law. We now get to keep the command. We now get to do walk the same way Yeshua did, whether you're Gentile, whether you're Jew, whether you're no matter white, black, whatever it is, you now get to do it. And so why fight against it? I don't understand. If we call Yeshua our savior, then why fight against the things that he did? Why not walk the same path? Why not keep the same feast? Why not do what he did? I don't understand. WWJD? <laughs> exactly. How can you say that if you keep an Easter and going to church on Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> Always found that interesting. <laughs> See, the irony is that most of the times when people try to throw that at me, it's to do the opposite of what he would do. Like exactly. I had a situation, you know, of a certain feast day that I was not going to keep a pagan one that, you know, the rest of my family keeps. And then a certain family member was like, well, what would Keisha do? Or what would Jesus do, Keisha? And I was like, huh? <laughs> so I was like, why is it that whenever they throw it at you, it's like exactly the opposite of what he would do. And it's like, they don't have a clue of what he would do. It's funny. It's funny. I, I, I can remember my, my old pastor, because uh, I think I mentioned this once before, Every year, they would go on like a world trip somewhere, whether it be Israel or um, England or Africa or something like that. And I remember he told us, he said, 
and this was like in the uh, mid 80s, I think, when black art was like really, really, I mean, they had all kind of black art galleries here in, in Houston, almost on, on every side of town, there was a black art gallery, because black art was just popping, popping. He said, if you really want to see black art, he said, go to the Vatican. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> go to the 16th chapel and everything. He said, you can see all this black, and then it, it was so befitting that that cut brought back to my memory when I was watching Reclaiming the Throne because they talk about how when the Catholic Church came in and the powers that be, that they got rid of a whole slew of Black and the colors changed of people mm. to what we got to see them as today. And I think when I found out when they said that the, the, the first, I guess, posing of the color changing for Yeshua was the guy's lover, I was like, okay, you, you're kidding me. All these pictures we've been seeing, all Says these pictures and everything yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. that they yeah. said was him was, I was like, Says our abortion was, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We didn't illegitimate get, son at that. Yeah. We didn't get to get to the, the word today, but I guess we needed to get this out. Things needed to come out today. And so um, that's, that's okay. That's okay that we, we had the discussion. Is, is there something else, Rabbi, you want? Uh, that, you know, that's it. I mean, this is the most important thing we can do is so we set, set people's minds free, set them free in their mind and their heart. You know, give it a try. Give the Torah a try. And then you'll be actually giving Jesus a try. Right? <laughs> well, we got, right. we got to look at, but you got to look at the beginning. And, and I think this is why this happened too. The Exodus, mm -hmm. they were in there talking about God, we out after they see manna and water coming down. God, we, we didn't get the onions. We, we, we didn't get the yeah. seasoning. They were yeah, complaining. They yeah. was down there just because Moses is up there 40 days. They down there building the calf and, mm -hmm. and partying, acting a stone cold fool. Let's keep it real. Okay. <laughs> and so now we're here and we're in that time again of the Exodus. So what do we expect? We're going to have those remnant of people. And yeah. You know, we, we're not putting anybody down. We love everyone, but we still going to have that. Look at when they, the freedom came from us being slavery. Someone was like, I'm not leaving the master. You know, he, he feed me good. I'm not going out here and these deals with Harriet Tubman them in the woods. <laughs> mm -hmm. I got to say it like that, because that's that mm -hmm. mentality. Yeah. yeah. Put yeah. on, man, yeah. and quit yeah. playing. Yeah. Put your boots on and stop playing. It's time to move around. It's mm -hmm. time to build your generation up. It's time to build generational work. It's time to quit playing with the enemy and sleeping with the enemy. It's time to stop it, okay? And I and everybody think it's a physical. We talking about everything we talking about today is spiritual. It has nothing to do with in the, in the bed physically with my husband or nothing. It's all spiritual. Uh -huh. and, and you know uh -huh. the thing about it even if you are doing the whole physical aspect about it it's rooted in a spiritual warfare spiritual yeah warfare. it is yeah yeah. Right. yeah the verse says that keeps coming to my mind so i'm gonna say i was gonna be signed i was like okay this is the third time it came every time someone said something and then when you said it it triggered it again um it's not by power it's not by might but it's by my spirit saith yah host you know that this mountain shall be removed and I was thinking about that. I was like, a lot of times when I was younger, I was thinking of like literally, you know, when that connected with that scripture where he says, you speak to the mountain and it moves. I was thinking of a physical mountain. 
But suddenly as everything is going down, I realized it's not just a physical mountain. It's, it's actually, there's this mountain in our mind of misinformation. We perish for the lack of knowledge. And it's, yeah. it's almost feels like in order to remove that, you have to push a mountain. Yeah. You know, that's how, how strong that, that erroneous foundation is. So yeah. it really is going to have to be by his spirit, you know, that, that mountain. I, I think it's kind of like similar to, you know, you, I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of uh, uh, shows of where they had, whether it be celebrities, artists, or laymen, where for 30, 40 years, they were raised and this man was their father. Mm-hmm. So they thought. And mm-hmm. then after all of this time, they find out that he is not their father. So it's kind of <laughs> like unlearning what was raised as your father uh-huh. really is not uh-huh. your father. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good metaphor. Yes. Like it's like, oh, I got my my daddy DNA, the master, and then learned that that that's not the real master Yahweh is. And then when you say, oh, that's why I've been thinking like this. That's why I've been feeling a little different. This Mm -hmm. is why I couldn't over on some things because Yahweh is my real father. He, I got his DNA. That's why I never fit in. That's why I'm a peculiar type of people. This is why he, he's given me a different mindset. This is yeah. why I can't just let you talk to me any kind of way. Yeah. This is why you know, I, I've yeah. had favor that yeah. I, I didn't even know why. That's that's moving the mountain right there. As yeah. uh, Sister Dale said, moving mountain, it's, it's not actually moving a mountain. Mm-hmm. You breaking that yoke of that slavery mentality is a mountain moved in itself. When I say yesterday, I'm pushing it out, push it out, push it out. That, that's pushing that prayer out. That's, that's pushing it out to the nation. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was pushing it out. That's why I don't have to cry today. Yeah. I've been you, praying all week. You, you know, a few years ago, uh, when I had some of my friends, Jewish friends, and, and one of them was angry with God. And I was ministering to him as a Christian. I was saying, you know, you are, you, you are, you're mad at God and you have such a rich history, not realizing at the time that I had put myself into a stupor through Christianity and I was attributing to, to attributing him my heritage to a Jew, a, mm-hmm. a European Russian Jew. And I was and I and then I realized that, wait a minute, that's my history. That's mm-hmm. my heritage. That's not here, it's mine. Uh-huh. You see, mm-hmm. because I was in that stupor. Right, mm-hmm. I put myself in that stupor when I accepted and walked in Christianity. The stupor came over me, and I didn't realize who I was. Whereas in the beginning, I knew who I was, but I gave it up. Mm-hmm. And many of us have done that. And I'm saying you don't have to stay there. Like my like Minister Michael said, we get to walk in the Torah now. We get to yeah. right. You don't have to, you, 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 you get to. And when uh, Sister uh, Lakeisha had mentioned earlier about looking through a lens, it's one thing to hear that all of these um, scriptures and stories that we've read out of the Bible is really us, is really people of color. But there's another thing to embrace it. Because <laughs> you can hear it all day. Right. But until you embrace it, and then when you do embrace it, like she said, you will look through a different lens. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also, it's important that you verbalize it. Because uh-huh. you can think it all you want. But uh-huh. until you actually verbalize it, it's not true. Right. So when you hear people right. say, you got to say it, you got to say it. That's right. 
You've got to say, I am an Israelite. I am a, a person of the Bible. I came for, that is my ancestry. Until you verbalize it, you're still going to be in that stupor. It's not going yes. to change. You, yeah. have to, you know, they, you they have mentioned to that in that in that documentary because um, it talks about how, uh, I can't remember who the author was, but they bring it up. And mm -hmm. I think even Hitler even used that. If you tell a lie often enough, long enough, it's going to be regarded as the truth and the truth will be inconceivable. You won't even be able to accept it. Michael Jackson <laughs> said that too in the song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the lie becomes the truth. <laughs> so, so, the lie becomes so the truth. Do you think God is more concerned about the color of a man's skin than the heart of a man? No. We don't no, even, we don't even consider, exactly. consider that. But, but, it, right. but it's like, if you don't believe that you're one thing, then you're not going to embrace it. You're going to think that you're less well, than. No, but see, when you believe you're a child of God, everything else is secondary. When you know you're a child of God, everything else is secondary. Okay, so there are no limitations. Just like Philippians 4.19 with that, with that, with, well, all things are possible. But it says with Christ, all things are possible. So that's mm -hmm. either a true statement or it isn't. The, uh, see, I think we, we, um, we parcel out certain things. I believe the whole Bible, okay? Mm -hmm. the, the, mm -hmm. new and the, and the new and the old. Mm -hmm. Now, if the, if the new is true, then is some of it true or is all of it true? And we, there's historical data that tells you where, what would changes were made and where translations were this and that, and you got the Septuagint, you have all that stuff, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, anyway, the, the whole counsel of the Bible to me uh, leads to one thing, and it's us getting back to the God. And I believe the law was pointing to Christ and Christ points to God. That's what I believe, pure and simple. That's correct. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's correct. <laughs> he does point to it. You do point. Yes, yeah, you do point to to God. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to understand the concept. You are a son. You get to point people to the Father. You get to uh, do it. You yeah, get there's no it. doubt in my mind that I'm his son. Yeah, I just he, believe that. I, okay, Jesus is my brother, but he is uh -huh. the only begotten of the Father. Okay, uh, he, he's well, the one. You have to think about the one that was. He's the one that told the father, "I will go down and redeem." He's yeah. like, what you call the it, kinsman redeemer, something. right? Is he the is remember, he our kinsman redeemer? Remember, the father said, "Israel is my son, even my first yeah. son." Yeah, but but, but yeah, so, but so you who said is, that Jesus is the only begotten son. But remember, you know, if you are led by His Spirit, right? Spirit, you are his son. Right. You are well, I know, but see, the not argument by the will of the there. flesh, nor the will of blood, but you are born of God. Right. right. So, and, and, you know, that and, is right. Yeah. That, All right. We well, won't, that's when we get into the, the, mm -hmm. the challenge is that pointing you back to life. The Catholic Church mm -hmm. did that. You should say that. So that you wouldn't understand the fact that you are, in fact, empowered through the father to do his work in the earth. And the Catholic church took that from you and placed mm -hmm. it on one man. Mm -hmm. That's not the way it was intended to be. Okay, so here's a question. Mm -hmm. When, 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 when uh, in the New Testament, they say Jesus is the second Adam. Is that a true statement or not? You know, you give me Christian concepts. 
It's either true or not. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make you understand the, what, the, what the whole thing is and to get you out of that Catholic teaching. No, my question get is you, not get, whether it's Catholic teaching or you know, not. If, is, you go it, back, if it's in the Bible, go, is it true? Is it not? Say it again. Is it okay? When it says that Jesus is the second Adam, is that true? Is that through one man death reigns? Is that I know? Forget you don't like that part. I don't. Is it true or not? I don't like that because that's a a Catholic. That's a Catholic distortion. Well, forget whether it's Catholic or not. Is is it true or not that Jesus is the second Adam? He's not. He's that's a Catholic teaching. I, I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, that's a re- reduction to absurdity to me. That's a reduction to absurdity to me because so it, it shouldn't be, it, so it shouldn't be in the Bible. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to Bible. get you to understand that when you, when you, this is the whole, the, the thing I'm trying to get you, look, I'm trying to get you, I'm trying to get you to, to stop thinking like a Catholic. Think like a son of God. When you accept for our father and the Torah, you become his child. Stop thinking like a Catholic. They're, they're still guiding you. Stop thinking that way. Basically, you go when back Seth, to what you it said says when, before. When, when Seth was born, men began to call upon the name of God. Okay, so what you're saying is the New Testament is basically irrelevant. The New Testament is a teaching that came from the Torah that has been, over the ages, been misunderstood and mistaught, distorted through the adversary, through the adversary, to get you off of the creator and that you, in fact, are born of him and belong to him. You are his. You are empowered in the earth to do his will. That's what I'm trying to get right. you to see. See, that's not the issue. That's not an issue for me. Right, what's up, buddy? Right, I'm sorry. Hold on. Um, I I have a I have a question, and this is kind of changing subjects here, but something I wanted to ask. So, if somebody's a so we've been talking a lot about like uh, Christian, uh, Jew, Israelite, and uh, Muslim, and how because they share the Torah, uh, they have access to um to that path what about somebody that's a buddhist or somebody that you know is in a in a remote jungle uh and you know wherever is it and i I would i would think yes but i just want to pose this question if they are because it says the law has been written on our hearts it's not just on stone so there's so i guess the question is if they are following mercy and truth and love and following the path of christ does anyone even, do they even have to read the Torah in order to follow the Torah? I guess that's also a question. Does a human being have to read the Torah or be introduced to it to follow it? Or is it that, are we, is it written in our hearts so that I cannot even have ever seen the Torah, but because in the same way that Abraham accessed it, I can access God through, um, through you know, what's written in my heart. Does that question make sense? There's a principle laid down. This is why we studied the 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 Genesis. This is why we studied the book of Genesis, because it lays down certain foundations of how things are to to be done in the earth. Mm-hmm. And so from the from the beginning, it has been a man passing on the word of truth. 
okay? From the beginning, it is our responsibility as men to pass it on. Now, if by chance there is a people that it is so remotely separated from the kingdom of, from society where we're teaching Torah, if they're out there, they're taken care of. I can put it there, they are taken care of. And okay. the father will make sure that the message gets to them. Now he can do it supernaturally, he can send an angel. Remember he said angels. Yeah. He will send an angel to deliver them the Torah. Okay, he can do it. So if by chance there is a people that is in the rainforest or is in a remote location, he will send his angel and messenger there. And it may be you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, when we look at it, they've, they've been reaching like pretty much all four corners of the, wor of the world through missionary, through satellite. Mm -hmm. And some form, every part of the earth is going to be even got exposed. Then it's just left up to what you're going to accept. And mm -hmm. believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so then, so then, my follow-up question is: it's, it's someone's Buddhist or someone is a Hindu. Um, could people? Will we see people from that tradition standing side by side in the kingdom? You know, whereas maybe they had a teaching that wasn't the full teaching, but they lived their life in a way that they will be accepted by the Father. And, and I, I, I know we're not final judge, you know, so it's not to say definitively, but it's just to get thoughts on it. Um, for me. From what I study in the scripture, everyone will get that opportunity. Whether you were a Buddhist, whether no matter, I don't know all the different, you know, I do know a lot of them, but I don't, if they're given the opportunity, when they are given the opportunity to choose, then they must choose. Mm -hmm. We have to choose. Everyone has to, has to have an opportunity to choose. In, uh, the Father is, as we say, he is a just God, right? He is just. Mm -hmm. So he will make sure that everyone has an opportunity, even those that are going to be condemned, even to those that are going to be condemned, they have a choice. Mm -hmm. They get the choice. So, you know, those that are in the Buddhist monastery, monasteries and, and, and out there, uh, people, and, you know, there are people out there that have not heard the gospel. Mm -hmm. You know that? Yeah, people, just like there are white people that have never seen black people, and black people have never seen white people. They're Chinese, <laughs> they've never seen anybody outside of China. China. And, and you know, yeah, it's, it's that, that, is, that is true today. There are people out there, but because he is merciful, they will have an opportunity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's amazing that you say that. Um, you probably remember uh, when we had one of the meetings at uh, Bayou City, and uh, my, my, my brother from New York, Big Talwin, uh, Michael. Oh, Mike, mom, Michael, yeah, yes, yeah. Um, his father is melanin and his mo mom is less melanin. But um, she used to be a teacher in Harlem, in New York. So she said, uh, and this was like probably back in the 60s, 70s and stuff. And she said she remembers she took the kids on a field trip into New York, into like Manhattan and everything like that. Most of their family and them had never been outside of Harlem. Mm -hmm. I could not conceive that because I'm like, that's like living in South Park and you never ventured outside of South Park. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You just stayed in that and you thought that's how there was mm -hmm. until she exposed them. And she said she even gets stuff uh, today, like on Facebook, some of her students that were kind of, and they thank her for exposing because otherwise they may have just still been stuck in Harlem. 
It's one thing to choose to be there because you don't know there's anything else out. But then to be exposed and these, oh. Ephesians 1.18, enlighten the eyes of your understanding. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. You know, that's beautiful because listen at this. When we grow up in our communities, I know people in Baytown never left Baytown, never came to Houston. But 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 listen at this. When we're growing up, right? And I come from Gary, Indiana, right? 186,000 people, about 85% black when I was there. Most of the people in Gary, Indiana, in the black community, uh, had never been outside of the state of Indiana. Maybe been well, I say been to Chicago, Ohio, not out of that tri-state area. That's their world, right? Many of them have never, even in, in, uh, even in my family, right? When I grew up, growing up, I was always traveling. In high school, I'd go to comp compete in different states. And, uh, and, and, and I was the one out of the family that went to the school with the white folks and stuff. You know, I was bust over there. And, and so I got exposed to people that had traveled the world, right? So that exposed, and then again, because I was, competing in martial arts and I was competing in, in ROTC and the drill team and, and I was seeing different things and, and my exposure to other people that have traveled the world as children with their families, it, it brought, it opened up my understanding and my insights that there's more to it than Gary, Indiana, right? And so my brothers and, and the friends in the neighborhood who went to the military got to see different parts of the world. They'd come back and say, man, I'll tell you how the food is and the people and how they treat you. It exposes your mind to the, 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 the reality that, that is, I can do it. If they can do it, I can do it. So I began to you know, mm -hmm. expose my, you know, to travel because of what I'd heard. And then I travel outside of the world and travel and I tell my children about it, right? Travel, see the world before you get married, go see the world. Because there are people that have never left their little community as, as, mm -hmm. as Michael, never and and have never and as I said never been exposed to anything outside this round. So they don't know about the food. They don't know how people the perception of people. They don't know that the world is small, and so they have a very small uh, well, idea of how people think because they don't understand that the majority of people don't care what you look like. It's the small portion of people that do care and will discriminate against you. But the majority of people you run into are gonna be friendly toward you and accept you. And there's more than black eyed peas and cornbread. <laughs> you know, get on an airplane, get your passport. You know, people ain't never been to Africa. Africans that have never been to Africa. Hmm. Because somebody told them that they live in, in tents and in, and in jungle and they're all poor. And that's the perception that you get from people that don't want you to know. But when you go and see it for yourself, it changes your perspective. And I've been there. You're right. Yeah. I, I was watching there. Steve Harvey and he said, uh -huh. Africa is the one continent. They don't need nothing from nobody. That's right. They got gold, they got diamonds, they got yeah. oil, they got produce, you know, and not GMO produce. <laughs> they got, they don't need and, nothing and, from nobody. And, and guess a what? Lot of guess the what? outsiders know yeah. this. Listen at this. Now watch, check this out. Check this out. I was reading this article the other week and they were talking about the safest places to live. Listen, these are Europeans talking. Safest places to live in case there's a world war. 
They mentioned all these different countries and they left out the continent of Africa. Didn't mention that one country in Africa as being a safe haven in case there's a war. A European war, mind you, a European war. Hmm. But they never mentioned the continent of Africa. What does that tell you? You see? But for us, see, for them, it's not a safe haven. So they give us the impression that it's not a safe haven for us until you've been there. I think we've always kind of looked looked down on Africa as being this indigenous, uh, unrefined, cannibalistic, uneducated, you know. <laughs> and and you know what? They got that here in the states. Yeah, yeah. So just like they got wealth and all of that in the state, they got the they got wealth and stuff over there. One of the guys in the gym, he's from Africa. Him and a buddy of his. And I've been I follow him on Instagram because he's a trainer, and one of them actually trains Ludacris and some of the, uh-huh. the stars. And uh, when I saw him, he like waving at me. And I was like, when did you get back? And he said, I got back in uh, January. Cause I was telling him about y'all that uh, you and the coach Lisa had went there. He said, man, he said, I'm telling you, when you go, you ain't gonna want to come back. You know, cause he said, he said when he goes, he stayed like for about, you no, know, uh, a month or two, you know, mm-hmm. and That's then right. he came back to the States. It's hard to come back here. I'm telling you, That's it's hard to come back. That's what he said. He said, I've been trying to tell all the brothers here, you know, you gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. Thank everybody. I know we're we're going over in time today. I, we needed that today to get some things out. Um, mm-hmm. We uh, we 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 log out. Is there any questions for the rabbi? Any other questions for the rabbi before we rabbi off shalom? We thank you all for tuning in. Um, we love you. I know uh, I've gotten emails since, since we've been sitting here. Um, just send me your email. We ask that you share the episode. Uh, we pray that you've had a happy Passover. We pray that you've learned something today. We ask that you continue to, to pray for the nation. And uh, Rabbi Officer, if you can do our closing prayer today. I'm going to do something a little bit different today. I'm going to give you the rabbinic benediction. Amen. 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 So we thank we thank you all. We love you. And we can't wait to see you next Saturday. We can't wait to hear more testimonies. We can't wait to get some more questions. And we just lift Yahweh's name on high. Have a good week. Shalom. 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 Shalom.